0: Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) Yeah. Mom got it. say
1: that too, about 8 (laughs) o'clock.
2: Give me just a
0: minute. (laughs) I know,
2: it'll be all right. Amen. Well, it's kind of like years, and dog years. Your one minute's my ten minutes, everybody a
0: chance
2: to get on. Giving everybody a chance to get online with a suit. Y'all got it? Have y'all got this figured out yet? Okay. All right, let's stand together then. Let's turn to 381. He's a wonderful savior to me. 381. There you go.
0: I was lost in sin, but Jesus rescued
1: me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was bound by fear, but Jesus set me free. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a friend so true, so patient, and so kind. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Everything I need. And Him I always find, He's a wonderful Savior to me. For He's a wonderful Savior to me, He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost and sin, but Jesus took me in, He's a wonderful Savior to me. He is always there to comfort and to cheer. He's a wonderful Savior to me. He forgives my sins. He drives my every tear. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Here grows the love of Jesus day by day. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Sweeter is His grace. While pressing on my way, he's a wonderful Savior to me. Lord, he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Amen.
2: Good to be in church tonight, praise God. (laughs) Amen. Several out tonight. It seems a little odd. It's like we're a little light, more normal than than we would be. So pray for them. I know Bonnie called me or texted me earlier. Bonnie said that she was feeling under the weather. She wasn't sure exactly what it was, but she didn't want to give it to nobody. So she was going to stay home tonight, and I thought we'd be lifting her up in prayer. And she just well. quit. Are there any other requests tonight? Okay.
1: Right. Yep
0: mm-hmm. okay. Mm. Yeah okay? Hmm. Yeah.
2: Get tangled up in alley with one of them. And God knows, God knows all about it. We don't, but they, God knows all about it, and God can, God can do what we can't do. We know that, we know that he, he's known about all these things before we found out about them, and he's, he's got it all figured out, what needs to happen. We just need to pray this will be done. Um, I want to share something good, um, I know we bring prayer requests sometimes in there, it's just like, Lord help us, Lord help us, but I do want to shine a little light in it tonight, um. My friend, Mike Clark, who pastors over Spring Lake Baptist in Paris, he went to the conference down there with us this time, and, and uh, I've known him again since we were 16 years of age. We've been good friends ever since then, but uh, he, he had a chance this week to uh, preach over at a retreat in Broken Bow as a, a bunch of uh, middle schoolers, and uh, so he got to go to this encampment and preach to them, and he told me what he was going to be preaching on. And, you know, he was going to be preaching to them basically on being, not just being a fan of Jesus, but being a follower of Jesus. And uh, really not just being an observer, but being, you know, putting some feet to your faith and taking it for real and being serious about it. And the uh, he, other night he preached, and there was three that got saved uh, while he was preaching. And he, he said he's just had, he said 14, 15 kids just coming up to him just saying, you know, Thank you for opening my eyes and showing me how to take my faith serious. And he said several of the boys coming up to him and taking him aside and thanking him for speaking to him truthfully and not beating around the bush. And, and uh, you know, and anyway, and he said he said they were at breakfast yesterday morning. And and one of the girls that got saved said he didn't see her coming. She just ran up behind him and threw her arms around him and just hugged him and thanked him. She said thank you for saving me. He said oh I didn't save you. He said, it was Jesus. She said, I know, but you're the one that told me about him, and I just wanted to tell you how much I thank you for telling me about Jesus who saved my soul, and I, I just rejoice in that. And uh, he said that he's preaching Thursday night, tomorrow night. He'll be preaching to a bunch of them, mamas and daddies. He said and there's a bunch of them, mamas and daddies, just lost as they can be. He said the three kids that got saved, all their parents are unbelievers. He said, I'm going to have a chance to preach to them now. So I told him I would tell us about it tonight and we'd be praying for the power of the Holy Ghost to be on Brother Mike He preaches tomorrow night and to to convict and draw those parents to Christ. And so I I want us to lift him up and them up as well. All right? All right. Anything else? Anybody else? Yes. Yes. Right. I want to lift up my my sons as well. Pray for them. God knows what's needed. And um, anyway, anything else? All right. Yes. That's right, that's right, that's right. Um, All right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to meet with us tonight. Robert Littes. Amen. You may see it. Heaven came down and
0: glory filled us.
1: the rebuild
2: my soul. Amen. All right. 246. 246. Turn back a few pages there.
0: Higher ground. That's all right.
1: I ain't either. I'm pressing on the the I start every day. Still praying as I overcast. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven. Glory bright, but still I'll pray to have that found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher place than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Amen.
2: I think I need to. Praise God. 241, grace greater than our sin.
0: You don't know if you know it? Well, we will. It's not there. There you go.
1: Think
2: so? That's good to me.
1: So let's do it. Let's,
2: let's give a shot. Amen. Y'all ready? All
1: ready Oh. Uh, amen.
2: You learned that one on the fly. You did. You did. You did great. Amen. I
0: tell you.
2: Amen. Praise God. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3 tonight. Proverbs chapter 3. And I'm not going to try to cover this whole chapter. We're going to take our time with it. Amen. We had not been trying to cover the whole chapter in here, but I want us to cover six verses tonight. That shouldn't take us too long. To cover six verses we shouldn't. I mean, hey, it shouldn't. If we're rushing
0: through it, it
2: shouldn't. If we're rushing, but so we're not in no hurry. That's right.
0: The
2: Lord, the Lord didn't tell us when He was coming, so we're gonna just we do to act like we got all the time to study at the scripture tonight. Amen. So we're gonna just we're just gonna do that. So I tell you what we can do though. Now let's don't. Let's don't read all 35 verses. Let's just read verse 6, and then we'll pray, and we'll get into it tonight. Ready? All right. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them also, bind them rather, about thy heart. I'm sorry, goodness, let me start over. For length of days, long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct. By paths, and let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight.
0: Father, once
1: again, I come to you, and once again, we're in your wisdom, Lord, Father, I'm so thrilled to be in it. Lord, I love love the book
2: of Proverbs. Lord, you know it's been one of my favorite places to read out of the scriptures for many, many years. Lord, it gives me comfort. It gives me wisdom. It helps me to understand why things happen in this world. Lord, while we have to go through certain things and how to handle things, Lord, I'm very thankful that you're my teacher. Lord, that the lessons are your truth that come from you, Lord, and I don't have to turn to this world at all, that I could get the wisdom to make it through this world, solely looking unto you and your word. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, as we all sit and study tonight, Lord, these are familiar things. These are not... Nothing that's going to shock or rock anybody's world, any new truth that they haven't heard before. But, Father, I pray that they'd be new to us, Lord, that because, Lord, we're living in an age, in a day of confusion, and an hour of confusion, in a world of confusion, run by the master of confusion. And, Lord God, we need to see the pathway to walk. We need to see the truth. We need to, Lord, we need to have our pathway lit up so we can see. So, Holy Ghost of God... As only you can, illuminate our darkness, shine the light on the Word of God tonight, and help us to see the truth, help us to see what we need to apply to our own life tonight. Lord, that we might be better at walking this path that you've called us to walk, that you've given us to walk, that you're directing us to walk. Father God, I pray tonight you'd help me. Put your hand on me and use me for your honor and glory, that I might magnify my Savior tonight and lift up the Word of God and, Lord, may we honor it tonight as we read. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, I thank God for the Wisdom book because it's a book that tells us, the book of Proverbs, again, it's how to deal with the problems of life. It's how to deal with, with issues, uh, how to be a
1: success in life.
2: I don't know uh, any other place that I would recommend somebody to turn than the book of Proverbs. I was, <coughs> I was in Bible college Seems like forever ago, but I was in Bible college, and uh, I was I was uh, cleaning in Kilgore, Texas. It was a night shift. I, I mean, my night job. I was cleaning. I worked for a company out of uh, out of Longview. There, it was uh, the man and his wife at the church had a cleaning company. They cleaned office buildings, and uh, the uh, music director of the college and church uh, from up north somewhere. He was a uh, he was cleaning also. He was working for the same guy I was. So here I was, a lowly Bible college student, and here he is, director of the music in the church. And we're working together one night, cleaning the Canon uh, Icon Canon office building in Kilgore, Texas. And, and we we sat down for just a minute there in the lobby, and they had all the magazines laid out on the table. we just kind of sitting there scraping in their magazines. We would not have to. We were just sitting there goofing off for a minute. And uh, he picks up a copy of Texas Monthly. And he said to me, he said, he said, you know, he said, the preacher says we should, we should really read stuff like this and study after businessmen to learn how to better run a church. And that just knocked the wind out of me. And I thought to myself, the preacher don't know what he's talking about. The preacher needs to get in the Bible. and just quit telling people to look after businessmen. And I'll tell you, there ain't a businessman in the world that has the wisdom that God gave to Solomon. And there ain't a businessman in the world that's going to lead a preacher to successfully uh, conduct the business of a church. Amen. The Word of God is what we need to turn to. And I'm thankful tonight that I, I have enough sense to look to the Bible and not to the business world. Amen. Uh, let's look here tonight in Chapter 3. And uh, Chapter 3 is excellent. Chapter 3 of Proverbs is one of the best chapters in the entire book. It's good for sharing. Amen. You know, I mean, uh, what, what kind of candy? I you was know, talking about M and M's for sharing. I don't know, but anyway, listen, it's kind of like M and M's. is good for sharing, amen. These truths, you take these when somebody's struggling, you pull one of these out quick and apply it and give it to somebody. Just like somebody needs the a mint, they got bad breath, amen. You give them some of this that'll help them with their life, amen. All right, but let's look at it tonight. Let's look at the first two verses here. He said, "My son, forget not my law." But let thine heart keep my commandments, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto thee. What is he saying? He's telling us that we are to always reverence the Word of God. Oh, I mean, that ought to be a common, understood fact amongst believers, but we live in a world that is trying to get us to forget and neglect the Word of God. We live in a world that's constantly trying to debunk the Word of God, and try to minimize the Word of God, and even outlaw the Word of God. Everything around us says, don't listen to God, listen to man. But the truth of it is, God says, you need to always reverence my word. What does that really mean? He said, my son, forget my my law." We're to hold God's Word as number one, the rule and
1: standard in
2: everything in life. Amen. It is. It, it's not a. It, it ain't the good book. It is the book. Amen. I, I never had a life from calling it the good book. Amen. I it's a fantastic book. It's better than good. Amen. But it, it's the rule. It's the standard. There's nothing higher. There's no higher authority that we can go
1: to. Amen. It's the only book that you can read, and it reads you while you're reading it. Amen. And it'll speak to you. Amen. It'll talk to you. Amen. It'll say stuff to your heart and make you get on your knees in tears. ain't no
2: other book on earth that can do that. It's a book that'll judge you. Amen. And it's a book which we need to yield to and obey. Amen. Because it is the truth. And God says, don't forget my law. Don't forget that you need to reverence this book. Amen. Amen. Listen, we not only do we just need to, to 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 know about the scriptures, we need to know the
1: scriptures. Amen. Amen. We need to, like David said, it's words have I hid in my heart. Amen. I didn't just read them; I memorized them. I found them to be precious. It was something I didn't want
2: to forget. It's something I wanted to hang on to. I knew I'd need it later, so I, I made sure I, I put all of it in here. I didn't let it hang out. I made sure I had it all down in my heart. So that I could make sure I remembered it, because you know as well as I do, once you really learn something, you can never forget it.
0: Once it's in the hall
2: of memory, planted in there firmly, fixed, screwed to the wall, it ain't never gonna come down. He tells us that we that we need not forget it, but that we need to we need to familiarize ourselves with it.
1: Amen. When I say that we to familiarize ourselves
2: with it. I know a lot of kids who have a knife for birthday or, or Christmas or something, the first one, and they didn't know, they didn't respect it, they didn't know how to use it, and the first thing they did, like, took their finger off or their thumb off, right? And, and if we're not familiar with the Word of God, you know what we'll do? We'll end up cutting somebody to pieces with it, hurting somebody or hurting ourselves. We need to familiarize ourselves with the Word of God not use it as a bully club to beat people over the head with, but as a tool to lead people to Jesus, as a tool to draw them away from the wickedness of this world, amen? But we need, we need to be familiar. Again, when you're familiar, you know, you take somebody that knows how to use a pocket knife, they can sit there and whittle something and make, make a, 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 pool, a little thing out of a piece of wood with it when you're familiar with it. And when we familiarize ourselves with the Word of God, then we're able to take it when somebody comes to us in a, in a terrible condition and we're able to take the Word of God and and much like a, a man takes a hammer and chisel, we're able to knock some of the, the, the stuff that don't belong in their life away so that we can reveal what should have been there all along, showing. The Word of God is able to do work we could never do, but we need to familiarize ourselves. with. It needs to be like a tool in our toolbox, amen? And, and not only the truths of the Word of God are like that, but they also must govern us, Amen? Uh, again, they they must be the rule. Amen. It's not a good
1: idea. It's not a suggestion
2: it's Tim or uh, Ted Turner said that they were the ten suggestions. Amen. God's word's the truth. It's the rule that we have to live by. Our hearts and our minds both must submit and conform. It's not enough to say, "Well, I know what the Bible says." It's a whole different matter to say, "Oh, I will do what
0: the Bible says."
2: So not only do we need to know it, we need to know it and and let it govern us. Amen. So like he said, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. God assures us that to obey him is the way to life and blessings. Look there in verse, uh, well, no, no, we're not verse 3 yet, are we? Let's see. No, not quite. Amen. Now listen here. He's he's telling us that because he says for length of days. That's where I'm at. Verse 2, for length of days. And long life and peace shall they add to thee. So, I mean, God's word is the way to peace. There's no other way. You know, man been trying to find peace. He's been they've been trying to they've been trying to get the Israelis and the Palestinians to the peace table and get peace in the Middle East
1: and, and they're trying to
2: get uh, the the different groups of the, the Muslims to agree with the other groups of Muslims and all that. You can't get peace without God. It just don't work. There is no peace without God. Amen. Uh, but but that's what they try to do, but it doesn't work. Amen. Listen. When 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 there's peace, there's only peace through through our relationship with God. Amen. And when we submit to God, and when we yield to God, Amen. Uh, listen. When when we give ourselves to God, and 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 keep His commandments, and not forget His law, but but set our minds and
1: our hearts to obeying Him. God
2: promises us
1: long life. You know, I mean, it's pretty good because, I mean, when you have peace in your life, there's no turmoil, there's no conflict, and there's a whole lot less danger in your life. Amen? I mean, if nobody's angry
2: with you and nobody wants to make your life shorter, you're
0: not living
1: outside the bounds
2: of God's Word, and you're living a quiet and peaceable life and trying to please God, God's favor is on your life. Amen? He's promised us that peace in our life. So there's the possibility of a long life because there's a lack of peace. Amen. I'm telling you, just having peace in your life, cut down stress in your life, which which will help you live a longer life, right there. Amen. Because I'm telling you, when you overload with stress, amen, it start working on your heart, start working on your mind, start working on your veins, it start working on everything. Believe me, I know. I stressed out here shortly, not too long ago, uh, and I was broken out in the hospital too. Amen. Uh, it ain't good. Amen. But uh, but I'm gonna tell you. That, but when there's peace in your life, you know it, it, it's it's an easy way, Amen. Peace is easy, Amen. I, I mean, when everything's peaceful, I mean, life is easy, Amen. I mean, all those times it seems like they get fewer and further between these days. But boy, when you go through a season of peace in your life, and and and, and, and you ain't constantly looking over your shoulder. You know, it's just it's just such, a, such a blessing it is. But that comes from things being right in our life with God. Amen. Remember what Jesus promised? He said, He said, "Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light." So when we're walking with Jesus, Amen, He's shouldering the burden. Amen. He says, "Cast in all your care upon Him, for He careth for you." I, I like that. Jesus is bigger than me. Amen. And I stand up in the yoke, amen. I'm just like a little kid standing up and, and, you know, i got a grown man standing up in the yoke next to him. I know I, I ain't never going to compare to the Lord. So he showed her more than the Lord. man ever showed her. He's the one doing the thing, and I'm just walking and talking with him. Amen, but peace. Amen, when we're right with God, there's peace. When we're following him and the Lord, the Word our, the word of God is our standard and it's our rule that we follow. Amen. Psalm 119, we read it not too long ago. It says, "Great peace have they that love that which love thy law."
1: When you love the Word of God, and I mean, when 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 you don't like the Word of God, but when you love the Word of God, and you find your
0: peace in reading the Word of
2: God, and you get you get your truth from the Word of God, not from CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or any other lying source. Amen.
1: But when you go to the truth,
2: Amen? That's what the Bible says. It says that nothing shall offend them. Everybody today is getting offended about everything. They just can't hardly deal with being on this planet and somebody having a different opinion than them. But you know what? When, you, when you're lined up with God's opinion, you don't have nothing to apologize for. And you have peace in your heart no matter what nobody else says. They can all say everything they want to say. It makes no difference to you because you know what the truth is. Amen? That's, that, that'll give you peace. You don't have to you don't have to worry about lining up with nobody when you line up with God. Amen. Let's look at verse three. Verse three. He said, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Turn over to Matthew six. I didn't I didn't write this down, but I, I do want to turn over and read it. Matthew six, verse twenty two. Matthew 6, 22, 23. Again, let me read this verse again, and I'll go right back to it. He says, "...let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, Write them upon the table of thine heart." Now listen listen to what Jesus says here in, in Matthew 6, 22, 23. "...the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light." But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that's in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. We're not to take our eyes off the truth. Now listen to what he says again. He said over in Proverbs. I I lost my place. Let me get back over again. Proverbs chapter 3. I lost my place. This man is not my friend. All right. He said, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Mercy and truth ain't going to forsake thee. The only way mercy and truth is going to leave you is if you take your eyes off of mercy and truth. Amen? Listen, as long as we're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we can see that God is a merciful God as long as we have our eyes on our Savior and, and we, we know that he is the truth, amen, and that we are in the truth and that we're walking in the truth. But the moment we begin to take our eyes off of Jesus for whatever reason, whatever lie we've been pulled away with, whatever, whatever it may be, when we look anywhere else for truth, we're consumed with darkness because that's all there is anywhere else. The Lord is the truth, and there's no other truth, amen? His Word is the truth, and there's no other truth. Again, He's telling us, don't let mercy get out of your sight, amen? Where does mercy come from? It comes from God, amen? You know what, if you you stop looking to God... If you stop looking to God for just a little while, the Bible tells us what happens, amen. We, we walk away and we forget what manner of man we were. And guess what? We forget about the mercy of God. We start thinking we have from grace, and all of a sudden maybe we lost our salvation. Oh, my goodness, what is going on in my life? Where did I find myself now? It's because you took your eyes off of mercy and truth. You stop listening to the promises of God and start listening to the lies of the devil. When we start listening to what, what the forecast of this... <laughs> the forecasters of this world and what they tell us is on the horizon, it'll scare the living daylights out of you. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I listen to the financial forecast, they say something about financial hurricanes and tsunamis and stuff like that, recessions, inflation. (coughs) I know the trouble's ahead, but I ain't going to worry about that. I still got food in my refrigerator. I still got I still got enough to make something to eat. Amen. Now listen, God's still taking care of me. God's still providing me. I'm gonna keep my eye on mercy. I'm not gonna am not gonna start panicking and buying up all the toilet paper in the Dollar General because things are looking bad. I'm just not going to. Amen. God didn't. The Bible tells us that that uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, we need to keep our eye on mercy. Amen. And not listen to lies, amen, because we're living in a day of lies, constant lies from the enemy, spewed at us in order to get our eyes off of Jesus
0: <coughs>
2: and off of the truth. So listen to what God says. God says, bind them about your neck. Bind it about your neck. Like an identifying ornament. Like somebody gives somebody a, a, a
1: chain. Sometimes, sometimes a
2: dad will give a daughter a necklace with something on there telling to tell them her, you know, you're my daughter. This that and the other, you know, whatever. It's, it's it's saying, you know, you wear that, you remember who you are. Okay, I, I think that's kind of how God is putting this here. He's saying you you wear that around your neck. As a, you keep your eyes on mercy and truth. You wear that around your neck, signifying to the world you belong to me. It's it's symbolic, but he's saying that's the way you ought to walk through this world. Amen. You identified with me. I, I I'm your father. Amen. You're my child. Amen. Keep your eyes on the on the house. Don't ever wander off and forget where you came from. All right, he says, not, and not only that, but he says he says write it upon the table of your heart. Amen. Place it in the gallery of your heart, in the most obvious place. Give it first place, center stage, amen? I've never seen the Mona Lisa in a, in, a, in a museum, but I assume they gave it a prominent place. I don't know. I've never been there. But I would think so, since that's one of the most famous paintings in the world. Uh, I've seen somebody try to smear cake on it a couple weeks ago for some reason, trying to bring attention to uh, pro-choice or something. But anyway... Uh, it's just ridiculous. guy dressed up like an old woman in a wheelchair, got close, jumped up and smeared cake all over it. it, it wasn't on They had plexiglass in front of it, but, but I guess he was making a statement. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that painting is a very important painting to the world, not to me, not to you, but to the rest of the world. But they put it in a very important place. That's where we need to hang the truth of the Word of God in our heart in a similar fashion just like the painting, a famous painting in a place where people can see it very easily every single day. We need to take the truth of God's Word, amen, and the fact that God is merciful and we need to hang that in a prominent place in our heart and our life so that we see it each and every day so that when the devil comes out and waves all his troubles and all the terrible things, you can say, hey, get that out of my face. I'm trying to look at truth and mercy, amen, because I want it ever before me. He put it, hey, write it on the tables of your heart so it's there every day. You can't get away from it. Amen? God wants us to understand how important his truth is in a world of lies. Amen? I it's the light and the darkness. He wants you to meditate
1: on it. If
2: you were lost in the woods, if
1: you've been wandering in the pitch black
2: dark for. for Through the trees, think about what a blessing to find your way out. You know what? That's the way we are in this whole world right now. And the word of God is that light shining, and we must keep our eyes on that light and not lose track of where we are. Amen. Uh, God wants us to understand. That's that's how that's how the truth of God. That's how the truth of His word is. <clears throat> he wants us to meditate on it, and and again, hide it in our heart. And the reason it's so important, that we hide it in our heart, Amen is the enemy can't touch it there. cannot enemy cannot touch it. When you're in your private moments and your thoughts, you can, and, you can sit and quote that scripture over to yourself 100,000 times and the devil can't do a thing about it. Amen? You can pull that scripture out and share it with somebody else and the devil can't do a thing about it. And it scares him to his core because he hates the Word of God. Look at verse number 4.
1: He tells us to do that so that
2: thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. See, it's the way to a good reputation to keep your eyes on the Lord and His truth, to hold it as your standard. That's the way to a good reputation. First of all, I want you to notice this. It says, he says, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Notice who's put first. God is put first. A good man, the man who wants to wants to honor God, will always put God first before any other man in his life. Are you hearing me? Amen? Listen, no, there, ain't no under, there ain't no other extenuating circumstances where we put God second. None. Amen? If you do that, you done failed in the first place. God always gets first chair. Amen? <clears throat> See, the honor this man is seeking, and this man is seeking honor, but he's not seeking honor from men. He's seeking the honor of being accepted of the Lord, amen? The honor is, is, in, is in God saying well done. The honor is in God being pleased. The honor is in God's favor, amen? It's not the applause of men. It's not, it's not somebody giving him, uh, giving him props for what he's done. It's, it's the Lord being pleased above all. If every if ever man in the world is, is cursing him and pointing fingers, if God's pleased, forget what man thinks, amen? That ain't easy to do. Especially if you care anything about popularity, popularity will, will take you right off a cliff chasing it too. By the way, hey, Amen. I quit worrying about being popular a long time ago. I throw that out the window. I, I, I you know, I, I've said this, I've said this hundreds of times, but I'll say it again this, tonight, and meet it with the same conviction. The second greatest day of my life was the day I realized that it didn't really make a flip what nobody else thought about me, but God, and I quit caring about everybody else's opinion. Compared to God's, Amen. That was that was a liberating day. When I, you know, it just really don't matter because you know what? Everybody's got their own opinion, and everybody ain't gonna like you. And it really just don't matter if I'm your kind or not. It just, hey, listen, I, God put me here and He made me. So, uh, so you know, that's just the way it goes. You know, I, I, I mean, I, listen, I didn't please my daddy, I didn't please the guy at the Bible college place, and I probably won't please everybody in this world. But that's okay, Amen. If I please God, that's all that matters. If you please God, that's really all that matters. It doesn't matter if I like you or not. Amen. It doesn't make no difference if your next-door neighbor thinks you're the greatest thing this last bread or not. You love the Lord with all your heart, and he'll work all those other details out. Amen. That's right. Praise God. Listen, uh, again, he's only seeking to be accepted of the Lord. And, and you know what? Uh, again, we're trying to seek a good reputation. Well, uh, God will pour his favor on the one who's seeking Him. Amen? I mean, you think about that. What what does the Bible say? If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. God said, I'll pour my favor out on them, but only when they're seeking after me. And
1: the only way we can seek after God is to get right with Him.
2: So so that's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, he said, I want to pour out my favor on you, but you're going to have to get right before I pour my favor out, so that means you're going to have to hold me as a high standard, and you're going to have to follow after me and forget what everybody else says. <clears throat> Why does he have favor? He has favor because he has found in God good understanding. Amen? Uh, you know what? God will give you good understanding. I, I, I've heard people say to me, oh, "I just can't understand that old hard King James language, man." Listen, I'm dumb old country boy from Arkansas. If I can understand it, anybody can understand it. Amen. I ain't got no good learning. Amen. Praise God. I mean that from the depths of my soul. I raised up there where you learn reading, writing, and ciphering. Amen. Listen, I I, I ain't smartest fella on the block, but I can understand this King James Bible. Amen. If somebody can read Shakespeare in high school, they can understand a King James Bible. <clears throat> I'm thankful for it, Amen. I'm thankful; it's educated me a little bit. I can use bigger words than I used to, Amen. So I'm thankful for that King James Bible, Amen. I want favor in the sight of God above all, Amen. Uh, I want I want to I want God to give me good understanding. It, that's that's why the Bible says that it gives it. it, it it, it can take a simple man and make a wise man out of him. That means a dummy, somebody stupid, don't know anything, just sitting around picking his fingernails, and ain't got sense coming come in out of the rain. God can take somebody like him and turn him into a wise man. I said, good, God will give you good understanding. God, Again, he'll, he'll get you to where you can understand his word, and good understanding directs you to be obedient. You know, when you know the right way it's, common sense to fall in and do the right thing, amen, yeah. I don't know no better I don't know no better well, then you got oh, maybe not, but once you know better and you have understanding, you have no excuse, amen, and when you're obedient, you gain favor when you're obedient, you gain God's blessing, amen, God blesses those who are obedient, amen, so it just makes sense, so you get a right good reputation with God you mm-hmm. have a good
1: reputation with God yeah. amen. You know what? You have a
2: good reputation with God. David had a good reputation with God. He said, "Wait a minute. David was a murderer and adulterer, but he was a good repenter, though. That was the thing. David was good at repentance, and God called him, still called him a man after His own heart." Amen. I'm not suggesting any of us practice any of those things, but I'm telling you that God is a forgiving God, and God God loves the God has He loves all of us, but God loves to pour out His blessing on the one who will be obedient and who will follow him and love him and seek him. I said to wait a good reputation and put God first, but he seeks the favor of men also. And there's nothing wrong with seeking the favor of men. Luke 2.52 said, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So Jesus Jesus grew in, in, in wisdom, and as he did, People went, wow! This is this guy's very wise. I mean, un, until until they come to the point where they,
0: they, they rejected him as God's son.
2: Up until that point, they they called him master and teacher and all this. They saw his wisdom and they wanted to be around him because of it. Amen. They it drew them in, even though when it came right down to it, they rejected him because of their own sin. But they still were drawn to him. They couldn't help it. Amen. Because because he had God's power on him. He had God's uh, God's wisdom in him Amen <clears throat> The man, the man who, who, who God's blessing with all this With good understanding That man will speak with wisdom He'll speak with fairness And that draws people to him Amen He'll act with care and intelligence And that draws people to him Amen He'll be blessed And a blessed man draws other people to them Amen People want to be around somebody who's blessed Again, I, I may have said it already, but Proverbs sixteen seven, the Bible says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. So you want the favor of men? Have the favor of God. And that's all you need. Don't worry about the rest. That all take care of itself. Look at verse 5. We're getting to the best part, y'all, and we're almost done. <coughs> verse 5, when you it say? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. Let me put this in a, in a in a different way. There must be a constant dependence on God for provision in our whole life, every bit of it. There shouldn't be an area of our life we're not dependent on God. That makes sense. You shouldn't say, "Well, I'm not praying about this part of my life over here because I got this. I got this handled." Uh-huh. That'll be the worst part of your life. He, he, he should be in charge of all of it. it. It should be a constant dependence on Him to provide for us, amen? Physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way, God should be our provider, amen? Listen, and how do we do that? Well, we do that by faith, amen? We trust in Him. We, we give Him our trust, amen? Trust in Him with all our hearts, amen? That's faith. Amen. We must have complete confidence in the wisdom, power, and goodness of God. I mean, I know God is all all wise. I know God knows everything. God made everything. Amen. So I can have confidence in him. I, I know that he's all powerful and he's able to do all things, so I can have confidence in that. And I know that God has never let me down and never will let me down. So I can have confidence in his goodness. Amen. Listen, the devil works constantly to get me to dip my sails in all those areas. He 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 gets me he gets me to look at the the cruelties of this world and say, why would God let that happen? Why would God let this happen? But the answer to that is always there's sin in this world. There's sin in this world. I have to always remind myself the things that happen in this world happen because there's sin in this world, and the devil is working so hard. there. But you know what? I can depend on God to provide for me my whole life. You know what? I need to remember that God can do whatever He wants to do. Amen? It doesn't make no difference what my opinion is of it. God can do whatever He wants to do. If God wants to take my life before I get off this, uh, this message right here, God's more than capable of doing so. And you know what? Who am I to argue with him? Amen? And listen, if God wants to turn my world upside down and shake me, up, shake me and everything loose... Who am I to argue with? I can't. God knows what he's doing. Amen? If he does that to you, who are you to argue with him? God knows what he's doing. If he does it, it'll be for a good reason because we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. So we all not... Co- Even when things don't make sense and everything's upside down and we say, God, I don't know what you're doing and it ain't very comfortable, but I know you're God. Amen? And God, because I know that you're God and you love me, I'm going to trust you even though I can't figure out what you're doing. But God will do what's best because he always does. God will do what is right according to the promises that he's made to us, according to his word. <clears throat> and we have a guarantee of that if we love him and we serve him. God has to bless the, the one that loves him and serves him. We have met ourselves completely. And entirely, we have to depend on Him to do what we can do. Because there's so much we can't do. Amen. I there's so many situations and so many relationships and problems that come up in those relationships, and, and we don't we don't know how to handle them. We we try sometimes, we make a mess of things. So we just have to trust God with all our heart that He's going to work these things out. I can't see the end of it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this person is going to do or that person is going to do. All I can do is pray and trust God with all my heart that He's going to work those things out. I can stand here and tell you today that I've done that and He does. Amen? I can say with assurance that God will. I know that. Amen? And And you know what? I don't need to figure it out. You know that? You ain't got to figure it out. It ain't got to make sense to you. That's what lean not into thine own understanding means. It means quit trying to figure it out. Just trust God. Amen? Just You A blind say, blind faith? Yeah. Why not? God's God. There's no reason to doubt God. Amen? We've got to depend on Him. He, he knows what to do. Amen? We we always need to remember that we can't do a thing without Him anyway. What did Jesus say, "Without me, you can do nothing"? So, I mean, what's what's the alternative? We ain't gonna get no success anyway without Him. We need to remember, like Isaiah told us, we're just a bruised reed and the smoking flax. Amen. But He ain't gonna put that bruise. He ain't gonna put that smoking flax out, and He ain't gonna break that bruised reed. Amen. It don't make no difference how it looks. God's still able. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Amen. Put all your faith in God. Put everything on God. Amen. Just push it all to the... I hate to use a reference like that, but push it all to the center of the table and put it all on God. God ain't going to fail you. Amen. I hate to use that reference of betting it all on God, but I can bet it all on God because I know God ain't going to lose. Amen. I know God's going to come through. I know God's going to win. Amen. Amen. Uh, listen, I'm thankful that I can trust in the Lord with all my heart and not have, to, not have to think about it. And then verse 6 tells us that we are to pray, amen, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amen, we, 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 we trust him by faith, but in by prayer we acknowledge him, amen. We go to him and say, Lord, I know that I can't figure my life out. i got problems in my life. i got situations that are beyond my control. And, Lord, it's, it's a mess. And our country's in a mess. And, and, and maybe my family's in a mess. Or my life's in a mess. Or my kids are in a mess. My grandkids are in a mess. Uh, my marriage is in a mess. Whatever it may be. These people listening to this thing tonight got all kinds of problems y'all don't even know about. But you know what? i got an answer for every single one of them. God is able. What you need to do is quit trying to figure it out yourself. Quit trying. Hey, listen. I want to tell. I, I'm, excuse me a minute. I want to talk to a wife who's trying to control her husband. Turn him over to God and God will whoop his tail, and then you won't have to try to control him. Amen. Listen, I'm talking to a husband who's got a wife and he don't know what he's going to do with her. Amen. Turn her over to God. Amen. Listen. Turn. You say you got kids. You can't do nothing with. Turn them over to God. And trust Him with all your heart. And don't think about, well, my mama would have done it this way, or my daddy would have done it this way. You do it God's way. Turn it over to him. Let him have it. it, it, Look, put it in his hands, lay it on his altar, and you know what? There ain't a person in here tonight, and there ain't a person that's listening to me probably, who would sit in a church, put $20 on the offering plate, and then chase the usher to the back of the room and get it back. Because it don't belong to you once you put it in there. It's God's. Leave it there, okay? What in the world are we doing coming to God, laying down our burdens at his feet, and then a day later or 30 minutes later or a month later walking over there and picking up something that we laid on God's altar and taking it away and trying to figure it out ourselves? That's stealing, the same as stealing money out of the offering plate would be. Give it to God, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, and in all thy ways. Acknowledge Him. I'm almost done, Robert. I'm, I'm cashing in on my, my ten minutes. Listen. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. In all thy ways, we need to believe that God is sovereign. Amen? He's sovereign. Amen? It's His way. It ain't our way. It's His world. It ain't our world. Amen? It's His rules. It's not our rules. We need to believe He's sovereign. But not only is God sovereign, He's working out our lives for His glory. God doesn't want our lives to be a waste more than we don't want our lives to be a waste. So God's working in our lives so that our lives procure the glory that He wants us to give. Amen? Sometimes He has to squeeze it out of us. Sometimes He has to beat it out of us. Amen?
1: Ring it out of us. Sometimes, yeah, He does. Sometimes it only comes at the funeral.
2: That's a shame, but sometimes his glory only shows up at the funeral. I know that's the case with my daddy. God got the glory there though that day. I made sure of that. God made sure of that. But the Bible says, In all thy ways acknowledge him. Like I said, we need to we need to believe that and we need to work it out believe he's working out our life out our lives for his glory. But you know that's not enough. We have to own it. It's not just to believe it. you got to make it walk in shoe leather. Amen? you got to wear it like an ornament of grace around your neck.
1: And say, well,
2: I believe what the Bible says, and I believe what God says. I believe in God, all that. But if you don't let it live in you every day, if people don't know that, what good is it? What good is it if you don't let it live? Amen? If you don't own it. If you don't walk around believing what God said, if you don't go around speaking what God said, Amen, if it ain't if it ain't consuming your life, Amen, to the point to where you know that listen, if you don't have God working in your life every day, you ain't gonna be a success that day. You're not gonna do anything, any good for anybody unless God's in control. We gotta pray accordingly, believing that God is able to do all things. Amen. According to His will, according to His power. Amen. He's able to do all things. You need to remember, He is your loving, wise, just, powerful, merciful Heavenly Father. In all thy ways, acknowledge that He is all those things. Amen. Because when we acknowledge that He's loving we know He would never mistreat us. When we acknowledge that He's wise, we know what He has to say is so much better than what we'd have to say. When we acknowledge He's just, we're acknowledging He's a whole lot better than we are because we have been very much unjust at times in our life. When we acknowledge He's powerful, we're giving Him credit because we're weak, amen? And when we acknowledge He's merciful, we're acknowledging He's something that we're not most of the time, amen? So we need, we need to acknowledge Him in all our ways. And then God makes a promise, amen? Listen, and by the way, let me just throw this out there. We need to learn to trust God and be patient, too. Wait on God, amen? It ain't, God is not going, God ain't one of these hot to it. He's he, not a hot to it kind of God, amen? You don't snap your fingers and God don't jump, amen? God moves when God gets ready to move. God's timing is perfect, amen? If we'd have done it, we'd have messed it up because we'd have jumped the gun. God is always right on time. He is never late. He's seldom early, but he's never late. God makes a promise to all those who acknowledge him. Amen. Those who live for yes. Jesus a He says he shall you. Be in control. Amen. You don't have to you don't have to worry about your life and where it's gonna go and what's gonna happen and how it's gonna turn out because if you're if you're acknowledging him in all your ways, he's in control. He's got the wheel. Amen. I'm going to finish with this verse, and I'm done. 1 Peter 5.10. But the God of all grace,
0: who hath called us
2: into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, and I stop there and I say, now wait a minute, Lord, what's this suffering a while? That's us fighting against trusting God and acknowledging him. That's the time when we're still trying to figure it out our own way, when we're still bumping our head against God's will. After they've suffered a while. Amen. God, and when we finally begin to get in God's will and line up with God, God will make you perfect. That's what he said. That means he'll grow you up and mature you, make you grown in him. And he'll establish you. Amen. That means your feet don't move. Amen. No matter how hard the world blows against you, your feet are grounded. They ain't going nowhere. He'll strengthen you. He'll make you stronger With with each storm you face. He makes you stronger, so when you hit the next one, it don't bother you near as bad because you made it through the last one, and you know through God you can make it through every one of them. And He says, and then He'll settle you again, again. I guess where the storms don't even bother you. Matter of fact, you you, you just say, oh, God. the
0: Sweetness
1: of God.
2: into practice. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad he's so
0: good,
2: aren't you? I'm glad his word is so rich and, and, and we, we can't we can't ever get all the truth out of it. There's so much truth in there. I mean it is truth. How are you gonna get the truth out, it's all still in there. You dig, dig, dig. you'll still be the truth in there after you get through digging. I just praise God for it. Amen. Any word from anybody before we dismiss tonight? Love somebody for Jesus tomorrow. Amen. On purpose. On purpose. I I, I challenge you. Let me say, I triple dog dare you. Get up out of bed tomorrow and say, God, I'm going to bless somebody's life today. I'm going to love somebody for you. I'm going to let your light shine through me. I'm going to speak words of kindness to people. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna catch somebody off guard with kindness. Get up and do it on purpose. Speak a word for the Lord. Tell somebody God bless you. Have a blessed day. The Lord loves you. Amen. If you go through a drive through. Hey, you know what I like to do? I, I like to catch one of them women in drive through and say, Hey, I know somebody that really loves you. Like, Who? What? Who? I say his name is Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Just just let's just love people for Christ. Amen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll be dismissed. Richard, why don't you dismiss us tonight?